Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Good morning. Um, I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach. And I work with a variety of individuals, and today I am absolutely honored to have one of my clients on, um, on the show. Um, her name is Patty Hewlett. She's a coach, author, and teacher of the year. She spent over 35 years in elementary classroom and design curriculum to effectively teach the full range of learning styles. Most of all, she listens to the truth behind learning challenges, and is passionate about being a lifelong learner. Welcome, Patty. How are you? Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I Tell me a little bit more about you, Patty. You know, one of the things that I want to tell our listeners is that Patty had the unfortunate experience of having a... Um, an injury, a brain injury specifically. What was that, five years ago? Five and a half years ago, yes. Five and a half years ago. So about two years ago, Patty and I started working together, and we're going to tell Patty's story today. So what I want our listeners to know, Patty, is before all of this happened, you know, what was your background? What kind of education did you have? Because I know you've done a lot of really cool things. You've, you've authored a book. You've done a lot of <laughs> curriculum development. I mean, you really, truly have. And 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 for those of you um, who've read Patty's blog, Patty has written a five-part blog for me on my website, which is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. So if you want to read her blog, feel free to go there. And she talks about her story in, in the five blogs. In, uh, she talks about her recovery, basically. But today we're going to get a little bit more than just the recovery. We want to talk about what did you do before all this happened, Patty? Tell, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I I love being outdoors, camping with what things I wanted to be. So I was going to be a forest ranger because I loved being out in nature. And yet that never happened. <laughs> and I was not going to be a librarian ever. I was not a teacher. Yeah, but not a librarian. <laughs> and so it's just interesting how the twists and turns of life goes. And I was a very enthusiastic child. I love to learn, always have loved to learn. And um, so anyway, I went up to University of Idaho to go get my, to go to the uh, forestry school (laughs) and then decided, no, maybe languages are better, but I ended up in education. And so I got my bachelor's there. When I came back to Arizona, I was uh, working and I got a job teaching in an elementary school library. That's what was available. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> Talk about manifesting. Right. <laughs> so be careful what you say not to, because sometimes the nots are just as important as anything else. And Absolutely. So my master's down here. I've taken other classes. Um, I had thought about getting my doctorate. My mom had her doctorate. My stepdad had his doctorate. So that's been part of my goal. But then I decided, no, I, I was learning enough just being who I was, and I did not, I did not want to be brainwashed to a certain way of thinking. Is what my thought was at the time. And it was like, oh, okay. So anyway, so I just I teach, I taught, and 
I loved it. Um, my first school, we had small classes and working with the teachers and, but it took a while. And then all of a sudden I started creating, creating what I was teaching. I had to do it differently. They weren't getting what I was trying to teach. So how am I going to do this? And so then I just kept creating and creating. And I worked with a teacher that was uh, director of the gifted. She was had her classroom right off the <laughs> library. And we just did a lot of things together. And one day I, it was like, I need to write these ideas down. And so when I, adopted our first child I was at home and so I wrote I wrote all these things I could not keep them in my file cabinet they were they were calling to me I had to get them out and so I wrote an illustrated library games activities kit and then with the same thing when I did go back to teaching in Gilbert this time there was this drive I couldn't go with the book that I had done before though it helped me get started I had to do more things the kids had changed I had changed and I really started looking deeper and deeper inside of what was making them tech and what they could learn. And so I really called my life learning skills that I taught them. They weren't library skills. I really went in deep with that and one of the, and real world experience. So I wrote grants and we got money for a butterfly garden in my school. And it's just off campus in the, the park that's right next to us, but we have a little area and we built a butterfly garden and the kids could take their butterflies that they had, got, you know, the caterpillars had turned into the chrysalis and when they turned into butterflies, they released them out there and we had fun with that. And so I've been thinking about trying to pull some of those ideas together, but I just, I knew I had a potential and I felt people know that I have a potential. And so maybe when I retire, I can help people reach their potential because I'll have been on a roll with all these things that I've done, the awards <laughs> I've gotten and all this stuff. I'll just be on a, a roll that I can help them move forward. So what are some of the awards that you've, you've won? I was teacher of the year for agriculture in the classroom because I brought agriculture into the library. Gilbert is nice. a, a farming community, but we grow, they grow houses now. They don't grow the crops <laughs> like they used to. <laughs> and so there was just a lot of things that I felt about. That was my way of tying in nature. And and even my last year, I had a, um, a garden. I brought an indoor garden into the library so that I could bring nature into the library and stuff. Um, that was the, the main award for that. But then to have be awarded over, I can't right now, with eleven or $13,000 I was given for the library to put the butterfly garden together. And we had grants and stuff like that. So I was speaking for that. And um, so it sounds like you had a lot of really amazing experiences as a teacher, even though you never wanted to be a librarian, that's where you ended up and you loved it. Um, I know that you also wrote um, a book or you've written chapters in books. What are some of the writings that you've done? Well, the one is called Warrioress Rising. And it was the first time when I was invited to do that, which is after the fall, but I was invited to do this. And every time I tried to write it about the abuse that I had had as a 14-year-old, which abuse is abuse and there's all different levels, but it doesn't matter how little or how major, it still affects you. Mm -hmm. And so I was able, I had not been able to write about it. There was still this bitterness, this frustration with it. And after my fall, I was able to write it with love and compassion. And it was just my heart coming out of it. And so I'm not blaming anybody. It was just what it was and what, how it affected me mainly. And mm-hmm. the second one, um, and she wanted my 
chapter is towards the beginning of the book because she wanted to make sure that it was in there um, where people, you know, before it falls off, but her family came first. But anyway, the second book was then more what happened to cause that to have happened in my family in the first place. What was the background? What was the parents like? What were the, the attitudes and things like that that would encourage? Well, I won't say encourage, but allowed it to happen. And so that was more compassion for my parents and stuff like that, too. But um, as we'll talk later, this fall with my brain brought empathy to the forefront for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a really interesting um, idea that a fall, an injury would actually cause you to be more compassionate. That, that's a really interesting idea. So um, let's talk a little bit. I know you had an, another book also that you wrote when you were in, in uh, when you were teaching. Um, didn't you have one that you published on your own when you were teacher of the year? When I was teacher of the year, well, and I should say that I, I should mention that I was Arizona's teacher of the year for agriculture in the classroom. Sure. Every state had someone that went for that. Um, yeah. The one I had done. I did not write a book for that, but that was because it led to other activities, which I. Oh, okay. I, maybe I, I remembered it differently. Yeah. I remembered, I, I just thought you had written another book at some point also. Um, Cause I know you do a lot of writing and, and uh, when you and I first met, you came into my office and you had brought a copy of this book. And I don't remember the name of the book, but I do remember that you wrote it. <laughs> It's probably my library games activities kit right there on the wall. Yes, yes. So what? tell us a little bit about that book. Um, well, it, that one has a lot of, I do the artwork in it too. So it's just, it was a learning curve for me with that. Um, but I love drawing. I love playing with work, um, with words too. And so it was just different activities that I had done with the kids. And some of them uh, to me were spiritual because the ideas came to me in a way that like, Oh, and I just started writing words down and then, oh, I start putting those in sentences and then, oh, wow. And then I realized I had this whole activity together that I could do. And then I felt bad because I didn't have the other part of it. And it was Humpty Dumpty puts it together. Exactly. Never thought the connection until right now. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't have the, I knew there was a second part. And so I talked to some people about it and it's like, oh, I need him to be on a wall. <laughs> and so I came up with the other activities and I waited until it was the right time of the year to do it with the kids. And, and it was so fun. It was just watching them play with this and how perfectly that activity went. So yes, mm-hmm. I was president of all the school librarians in the state of Arizona. And so I did a lot of workshops with those and was not, got to go to other states and present because of the kind of stuff that I do with children. That um, and even high school librarians were like following me around, and it was like I'm elementary, and they're going, but we love your enthusiasm. I want that. If I have that, then I know I can do something with my kids, too. It's just that sure fits with it. And so, um, but then I we had adopted our first one child before I finished writing all of that, um, and so I had to test a few ideas with classes in there and. Um, so it was fun, but it was just stuff that, and I never realized that I would use that book to go back to teaching when I did. And it was like, okay, I got to draw some activities here. And then quickly, I, no, 
I've done these before. I need something new. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. So your enthusiasm is, is still there. I mean, you still have the same enthusiasm for life. I mean, over the last two years, I've seen your enthusiasm come through in everything that you do. So let's talk about, no, no, you did not. You know, let's, let's talk about when, when you and I first met, you and I first met two years ago, a little over two years ago, actually, because it took you a while before you wanted to work with me. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you you really, you didn't want to work with me. Why is that? Well, I had tried. I had had mentors that I'd worked with and they gave me fire fire hose information about starting a business because I still had this goal of wanting to start a business. And yet it was just like, ah. And then later I find out they tell you it takes three years to even get started. It's like, yeah, didn't have that up front. But anyway, but even I went back to the neurologist because I said, I'm not getting it up here it's just it still feels like it's heavy it's dark I mean you know I've had dreams and stuff like that but it still is like as far as working together it's not going anywhere and he said you just need more exercise and so when I met you it was like the point of okay if I go on another treadmill it's just a hamster wheel I'm going to the gym. I'm working with a trainer. I walk a mile and a half every day. I do all these things. I do the stretching exercises. And you tell me to do that. It's not activating something up here. And so when I met you, and I remember honestly answering, I don't think anybody can help me. I, I do remember you telling me that. And I remember telling you, just give me an opportunity. Just give me, what did I say, six weeks or something like that? I said, just give me an opportunity to help you. If, if it doesn't work, you haven't lost anything. But if it does work, look at how much you'll gain. And the first few months you and I worked together, you were very skeptical. But you kept coming back. <laughs> but, but I felt good about it because I... I drove on the freeway all that distance. I hadn't even been driving on the freeway and doing all these, you know, little bits, but not like that. And then parking in tight spots, all this anxiety that came out being out in the real world and all this stuff. And, and yet it was like, can she really help me? Can she help me? I mean, I've done everything. I knew I had done everything I could be doing that I could think of. And then I just started relaxing into it because it was like, it's a no brainer now. But my heart is what told me to give you a chance. Not my so you, yeah, your intuition is very strong. Your intuition is very strong, and so I, I, and that's one of the things that I appreciate about you is that you listen to your intuition, and I and I think that that's important for our listeners also. Is if you're going to be inspired by anything, you know, be inspired by that because your gut will tell you if something's right or not right for you. And that's what I was working with the kids at the end of giving them a voice for what yeah. they wanted to do. And that's what I'm excited about, that I'm, I'm in a position now where I'm, I'm getting my voice back. And it's well, a new, new voice. It's exactly. a new voice. So when you and I first started working together, we talked about your business, but you were seeing a personal trainer to physically work on your body. So this is not just coming to see me, you were working on your body, making it, making your body healthy. You're working on nutrition. You're seeing um, another coach for business, a business coach. 
And I, were, counselor, uh, and I have a counselor for depression that I was. You, ha- you were seeing your counselor, yeah. So I. So you had a whole team around you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And a lot of people didn't understand what I was trying to work through, but I, and then I, so I felt socially inadequate a lot around other people because I was, I was not poised. I was not confident like I had been when I'd been teaching. I couldn't handle a class of 30 plus have all these interruptions by teachers and students and all this other stuff because I ran a 3,000 square foot library. Mm-hmm. And the kid would, a child would walk in and I knew exactly whose classroom were and what they needed. Because I knew the time yeah. of year of what it was, <laughs> and I could I could just handle it with finesse, and I yeah. didn't so, feel I had that. No, you didn't. So tell me a little bit about the accident. How how did that accident happen? Where did that accident happen? It was right before Christmas. I was um, going into the side door, and a teacher had a big box of Christmas stuff because it was Thursday. Friday was our last day. Uh, before vacation and her arms were loaded and I said okay just let me go for a minute I'm just gonna I'll just let me get the door for you and so I I hurried a little bit but no biggie and the next thing I know well I've got this white cloud that I'm dealing with and it's billowing and it's white and and it's like oh my it's lasting for a while and there's not a tunnel but I'm still, is someone supposed to come here if I'm out like this? Because it's just white billowy clouds. I don't know where I am. And then this feeling came over me. I need to see a doctor. And I think that's when it finally hit. And when I came to, I was sitting on the cold cement. The lady I was supposed to help open the door for was holding me down because she put the box to the side. She's holding me on the ground on the cold cement. Because I was trying to get up and get moving, but I wasn't there yet. And so somebody, there other people had gathered, other teachers coming in, and they said, yeah, she was out five to seven minutes. Wow. And so I'm going, oh, no wonder there was a white light. <laughs> no wonder there was some of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to be helpful. My usual helpful self got me in trouble. <laughs> and so you had hit your head. What did you hit your head on? This cement, I did nothing to protect myself. And no one ever asked how I felt because I've looked at the cement and my dad, as he's wiping my shoe, said, hmm, looks like your right foot kind of drug on the ground here. <laughs> and in, in falling, because I went forward. And so oh, gotcha. was back. Okay. And so it was like, but he's, you know, he's covering that evidence if it was evidence, but there was no time, nothing to put arms out, roll, anything. I was just down with a great big giant goose egg. And it went all the way down to my collarbone with the bruising. Wow, that's quite the um, that's quite the fall. Seriously. <laughs> the, yeah. Gorgeous wow. colors. Gorgeous colors as it tried to come back. <laughs> I, I love I love your sense of humor about it because it, it actually was very traumatic for you. I know this. Um, but I do like the sense of humor and, and looking back on it, trying to lighten it up a little bit, you know, I can understand why you'd want to do that because you're no longer in that same place anymore. You you are now this totally different person. So you can kind of look at it, make fun of it, lighten it up and and leave it in your past. But see, I was like that even when I was there. I was still, I was making jokes when the paramedics came up and, you know, we're talking about some things. And 
but um, it was just like, but when the principal walked out, I was like, don't ask me your name. I guess I couldn't remember. He's brand new and I couldn't. But then when my friend, the school nurse came out and she was just asking me questions. And then she said, do you remember my name? And I just cried. You're my friend. And I can't remember your name. Yeah. And, so, and did that last for quite some time? Just not being able to remember who people you knew before were? I mean, well, I knew the relationship. Like I knew this guy, I knew he was my principal and I knew he's new this year. You know, I knew some of those things, but the memory is still there. It's just like, there's these chairs or these things that we have in our living or family room. And I've been working on their recliners. They are recliners. I love being in my recliner because I would go to talk about it and like, um, uh, what's that word? So there's still things like that that will happen. And I'll look at somebody and I don't remember how we know each other. But it's just, I just, I have to accept the fact because when you're with a minor traumatic brain injury and I asked how something major could be called minor and they meant that I didn't have holes in my brain. So all it did is it just sheared all, all the, um, and I won't say all, but that's kind of what they described it as sheared the connections that I had in my brain. And right. so it's, Luckily, I still knew who I was. I still knew some things about me. And so everybody's like, well, you're functioning. And it's like, is this how you want me to function through life? The, the rest of what I'm doing? I, this isn't life. Because well, you had such a full life before. And so I think just knowing that you had such a full life before you were grieving that life, you wanted that life back. And And one of the things that I know you and I worked on quite a bit was just building those new connections. We did a lot to rebuild that, um, to rebuild those connections in your brain so that you could improve your memory. You could do all the things you want to do. And, and I think that is what's really important is that not only did you and I work on that, but you worked on that with other people as well. You worked on that with your therapist. You worked on that with your um, trainer. So all those different experiences, I think, meant that you were doing the right things for yourself so that you could be, you know, the full functioning human being that you wanted to be. And I did feel like I was on the right path for me going, coming from this because um, there was a point where I just, I just knew I had a choice. I could let this, what was going through be my life and just be miserable the rest of my life, or I could do the work and I could get there. And you but did. I'm you surprised that it's still work. taken this long to get as far as it has, but I will not deny <laughs> the progress I have made because it's beautiful progress. I'm grateful for every step of it. Yeah. Well, I, I've watched you for the last two years work incredibly hard. And you've done pretty much everything that I've recommended that you should do. You've done pretty much everything that anyone else has recommended that you should do. So you've done, you've gone above and beyond and you've done it with some pretty serious things in your path. You know, you've, you've really worked hard and, and that's important. So um, when, when we come, we're going to be going to a break, like probably in a few minutes. And when we come back from break, um, I really want to talk about your recovery. I want to talk about the blogs. I want to talk about 
the steps that you've taken. And you've broken up the blogs into five, five, they're five blogs, essentially. And so I want to talk about each one of those and what those meant to you and why you broke things up in such in, in that way so that people can understand your journey. Um, so we'll be um, taking a break here in a few minutes. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you um, for your business, I want to talk a little bit more about your business also. Um, so let's, let's talk about that real, really quickly. What is it that you do now that if somebody wanted to work with you, how, how could they get in contact with you? So we just have a couple minutes just okay. briefly, and then when we come back from break, you could talk more about it. I am. I call myself a heart-activated vision coach. Okay. And so it's helping people realize what they want to be able to do. In the process, there's a lot of healing that has to go on because there just is. And so it's, it's vision coaching and healing and being a better person, being the person we truly want to be inside that we know mm-hmm. is calling to us. And we're not seeing it happening yet. And so it might be relationships with others. It might be any kinds of thing. It might be just their job or their, not their job, but moving on to becoming an entrepreneur or even entrepreneurs wanting to be better people. Um, Just. I think no matter what you want to do in life, it's important to work on yourself. And that's what you help people do. You help people work on who they are. Would that be an accurate statement? Yes, and it's probably what I've done most of my life in a sense of working on who I am so I can be a better teacher, Mm -hmm. so I can be a better wife, so I can be a better mother. So, yeah. And and what you do is more faith-based. Would you agree with that? That has deepened what I do. Okay. Okay. It's not superficial. Gotcha. Okay. So if you're interested in working with Patty in her business – Patty, would you like to give your phone number or your email? I will give you my email first because sure. I am sun blossom. I am blossoming in the sun. <laughs> so it's S-U-N-B-L-O-S-S-O-M at cox.net. And when I give you my phone number, it would really help if you would text me first. I get so many phone calls. So if you just text me a short message, then I will... I'll call you back or we'll, we'll start texting to find a time that we can talk. And that phone number is 480-628-5972. Thank you. I Thank you. That. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in working with Patty, um, there you go. You have her contact information and, and you're going to learn a lot more about what she does as well as her uh, progress and her recovery after her brain injury when we come back from these messages. But if you're looking to um, contact me, my um, website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also call me and schedule um, a consultation at 480-707-3356. I also want to talk just briefly about our upcoming Um, new series. We're having a new series called The Parenting Pulse. It's going to launch August 4th, next Wednesday, and it is going to be a wonderful series. We're going to be talking about parenting issues. Um, The first um, session or the first session that we're having 
is we're going to be talking about education and parenting issues with sending kids back to school. We have Dr. Bald, Dr. Sarah Bald, and Mackenzie Douglas um, um, having that wonderful conversation. So I really look forward to that. And feel free to go on to our um, Facebook page and rate our, you know, rate our uh, shows and tell us what you like and what you don't like. So we'll be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in each week for Advancing All Women, hosted by Sarah Alter, the President and CEO of Network of Executive Women. Hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics for women in the workplace. From advancing women of color to developing and engaging male allies to how to navigate the new workplace post-COVID-19, Sarah will cover it all as she and her guests dig into these key issues. Listen every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are speaking with Patty Hewlett. Welcome back, Patty. It's good to be back. Well, I'm glad you're back also. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you, you are giggly today. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, a rather serious topic, actually. Um, you had a brain injury uh, over five years ago. And recently, you know, we've reached a point where I really asked you if you could share your story, because I think your story is very inspirational. I, I think you've made a lot of progress in just a short amount of time, in, in the last two years, you, you've come 
you've come to a whole new place. And, and just to give my perspective on, on your progress, when I first met you, you didn't really want to work with me. You kind of had the shotgun approach and that you were working with so many different people, trying to find some kind of um, results. And, and, and it's good that you're working with all those people because you needed to find what worked for you. And I think over the last two years, you've kind of become much more focused on what does work for you, what doesn't work for you. And you've really focused on the things that you wanted in your life. You've become very goal-oriented. You've become just incredibly more confident. Your self-esteem is better. I've noticed a lot of changes in you. And so what I want to talk about is the blogs that you wrote and you know, while we talk about those blogs, talk a little bit about what was, you know, the most difficult part about your recovery. What was the easiest part of your recovery? So let's go ahead and talk about the blogs. Um, You have five different blogs. Would you like to tell our listeners what they are called, what you call each one of those blogs and, and, and what was inside each one of those blogs? What did you talk about? Well, the first one was the fall. (laughs) <laughs> because that was the major thing because of the experience that I have shared with you. But um, it was in, it's, they called it a concussion. And yet, I'm, I mean, I had concussions when I was a kid, but they didn't, over the weekend, and I was fine. So here I am trying to drive places, and it's like, huh, I don't feel like I should be driving. I don't feel good. And then I, you know, and then finally they asked me to go see a, a neurologist? No. The thank you. See, there's still some little glitches in here. Oh, the urgent care, not urgent care, but the emergency room. No, it was to see a doctor. <laughs> anyway, I went to see a doctor and uh, for care, just as a cat to double check that I was okay. That was a, the next step after being in the emergency room. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. your primary care. Prime, well, anyway, no, not even him because it was just somebody that would handle these these people that are. We don't know what to do with them yet. They're, you know, they're still being gotcha. washed out, but they're not at the emergency room, but they can go. So I, every week I would go see him. And even right away, it was like, yes, you can go back to work part-time. Do not read. Do not teach. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm hired to do those two things. I can't. I can't see well enough with my glasses. It's just what's going on with stuff, and I'm still still dizzy, and I'm doing all this stuff. I can't go push a stapler. So anyway, that was one of the frustrating things. And finally, so that was the whole point about the first one and that frustration of what's going on with me. This is not concussion. And yet a minor traumatic brain injury is considered a concussion. Because there's so many different levels of it, of right, where, right. where you fall within that. So then my next step was to talk about the therapy I went through because I went to Banner's uh, concussion specialist. They work with ASU. They work with all these athletes to help them get them back on the field or get them back in the boxing ring or whatever. And so they're well known. And so they mm-hmm. had procedures. They had things like they got me new glasses. Because, well, and, oh, which I should probably say, it's a good thing it happened at school because workman's comp was it paid for all of the stuff I had to go through for insurance. So it wasn't coming out of my pocket. But that's just something we have here in Arizona, you know, with what we've got. Right. But because it was $600 just for me to get new glasses because I had to have a bifocals. I could not use my progressives. 
And they had to retrain my eyes, not only horizontally, but vertically. That's yeah. why I wasn't seeing very well. And then they also were working with checking my ears. And they had done a very thorough checking of my ears because sometimes the crystal will get knocked out of place. And she tested for me. And we knew she had done She was very thorough in what she did with me, the, the therapist. But I just kept complaining about this ear. It still hurt. Mm-hmm. And finally, the doctor told her, you got to do it again. We found a crystal that needed hmm. to be moved back where it belonged. And then that was like, oh, that helped my balance. <laughs> you know, I still was, you know, struggling with that, but it did help. I noticed a difference in doing that. Um, they taught me some games to do and some things, eye exercises and whatnot. So it was real therapy that I was getting finally to mm-hmm. fix what was going on inside. And sure. I couldn't drive. My dad was taking me. Um, to over there so that my husband could work and uh anyway but it's just interesting with him driving and I went hmm I think that white line's going right down my good thing we're in the right lane <laughs> <laughs> but it's like okay he's my ride so we'll go and we're safe and we did it we made it but um there was just so much that they could the, the, the um they taught me to play Suzuki, which, no, Sudoku. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Close enough. <laughs> well, and my mind does that. I used to playfully do that with words before because I'd create some new words, but no, sometimes it's still like, oh, no, that's not what it is. Um, and it's like they had to teach me strategy because I, I love numbers. I am good at math. I am I'm good. I, I can uh, I can count things and I just know that that's approximately you know how many things are there and right. pretty close that kind of stuff and so but uh, they're just random numbers and this is a game so they had to teach me all the strategy of how to play this and even then it was just like okay and I'd make myself I got a book of them and I'd make myself go through these but it still it took a long time I mean even now in doing when it's like oh you haven't even thought about looking at it this way. They're like, oh, that's another new strategy I can use. And so it's coming. I'm enjoying it more now. But then it was pure drudgery. But um, he had to have me go back to work because there's only so long that they've got to get me back with the insurance. Right. And so that was the first blog that you were talking about? That's, this is the second blog. This is the second, the second one. Okay. Okay. This is, okay, you know what? Let me get my sheet in front of me. This one's called therapy. The first one was the fall. Second one's therapy. Okay. And so this, I took it up to the end of the school year because that was still part of therapy. And I was just still, I mean, we'd had a book fair and I was trying to count the money from the book fair that they'd had the week before. And I am slowly counting the bills and (laughs) the other ladies are going like this with the the dollar bills, you know, and just fluttering through thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I think I better just make a sample deposit. And so my time by the time I finished the sample deposit, they had all the money counted and was ready to put it in the different deposits that we were needing to make. And we go home because that first week I went back, I did not get paid. I went back as a volunteer because I didn't think I was going to make it all day. So the first day I was only there for four hours. So we were wow. getting all this money counted, all this stuff done, getting ready to send in. 
and I get the money turned into the safe on the front office, and I'm exhausted. So then the next day I went for five hours, five hours again, and then set by Friday I was going six hours, the full, the full school day. And, right. But if I, had to, I knew I had to get myself there. Mm-hmm. I, I would not make it to start on Monday morning going full time. And I slept a lot. I slept a lot. I made it through. I mean, I did modify how I did things, but I felt like I was just taking the kids through the things. I mean, they felt I was doing a good job, but. But you felt different. It wasn't what I could give and I knew I could give. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'd already planned on retiring that spring much happier, but I decided might as well go ahead with it because I just, I could not fathom feeling this way and trying to teach. And it's like, okay, I can spend time with my business. So I took that second one up to when I went, when I retired. But I still had that dream inside of wanting to help people, wanting to do something. And so what's the next blog called? The next one is called self-discovery because I had to find me. And one of the first things I put in there, it's like, I didn't have any place to go. I didn't have to go to work. So I had to get myself out of the house. I had to go places and I wasn't used to making myself go places. I'd go somewhere and I was done. I'd go to the, you know, the gym, I was done. And or do something else and I'm done. And so it's like, I could only handle like two major things a week that I would go to for something else. Because the gym was about to be routine, some of those things, but, but then I got I did four things in a row. I was so excited. (laughs) So I didn't realize that that would be part of my growing and discovering me and therapy. And so, and then I was at home and I thought, well, I love to weave and no, I don't feel like doing all these other things, but I want to weave. I want to weave. And so of course I'm thinking back of what I had been doing before and I had to do something new. I could not just do something mundane. And so someone talked about Fibonacci numbers. I go, oh, that would be fun. So I got all that figured out. And I have a picture in the blog because it shows you that the threads and how complicated that was and getting the pattern. I did have somebody help me figure out the pattern. And then, of course, I didn't want just straight weaving across. I wanted an undulating <laughs> And I had to figure that out. And it was just like, okay, I'm at home by myself. Why am I doing this? I have to finish this now. This is my finish. You better finish this. You can do this, Patty. But it gave me that confidence. I can do this. I can, I've done this. This is what I love to do. And so I did it. And so there was I just funny. Yeah. I, I think it's great that you'd go back to the things that you really loved before your injury. And you were very persistent about getting back to those activities because you love those activities. They made you feel good. And so now you're back to weaving. You're back to reading. You're back to writing. All of these things, I think, make you happy. But I had to find my place back in it. Exactly. And so there was a lot of other self-discovery. So I'm kind of looking at the time here. So I want to go ahead and talk about the next one is to be me and beyond. Ah, But the self-discovery also ended up finding you. Okay, and we've already and, talked and how about to, that. Sure, let's talk about that. So you didn't really want to work with me at first, but once we started working together, what are the things that worked for you? What are the things that you and I did 
that really helped you? You were stimulating my brain, the games, even with luminosity. You were giving, giving me those things, that, and I could see, oh, well, that's kind of helping me do this, and I could feel better after I played the games. And then I kind of would lose and forget to play, and then it was like, oh, I do it again. Oh, this feels good. Why am I not doing this all the time? And so I just got the brain stimulation there. Um, even with the hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. that was things that it was like, I'm yeah, trying We did to- a lot of hypnotherapy for your memory. Memory. And that's what I want my memory mm-hmm. back. Because I'm, I'm voracious with words. I love words. I want them. And, and I want them to put them in, in my, and even writing this blog, it was like, Okay, this is this level of writing. It's not quite where I want it to be, but it's where I am right now. And these are some good parts that I just love. But I had to, um, so the memory was something that I really wanted back. And that. Well, I remember the first hypnotherapy session we did. We actually unlocked your memories, but we, you had this flood of memories coming through and you were overwhelmed. So we had to do another session that day to kind of release things at a much different level. Slow the flow. Slow the flow yeah. so that yes. I can handle it. And so, yeah, and that was much better after that. But then we did something else, I think, for anxiety because there still was a lot of anxiety. You had a lot of anxiety, yeah. And, and I do notice that, and I'm learning to still work with that more readily. Um, self-care now with that kind of thing so I don't get to that point. But there was just the things you were having me do, it was like, but this makes sense. And the real reason is you are helping me move forward. I mean, we worked for several months before you were talking about me getting ready to do a free activity at the public library or somewhere just to put something on. And it was just like, I didn't know if I could do that. Well, that's exactly it. We used your business as the catalyst to help you move forward. And I remember you wanted to do this business, but you just didn't have the confidence to do it. And we, we decided you were going to do a free event and it went well. Then you did another free event. It went well. Then I said, how about you start charging your clients? That was, and you got, that was terrifying for you, wasn't it? <laughs> and then you got your first client and you're like, he's paying me. And I'm like, okay. And then now here you are months later and you are working part-time. You, you have this, the number of hours to consider yourself part-time in your business. Mm-hmm. But that's part-time with your clients. The reality is you're actually working your business full-time because when you're not seeing clients, you're doing things that are helping you become the best version of yourself, which is helping your clients. So you're, you're working full-time. And it's amazing how something will come clear and it's just like, oh, and my client needs that today. Hmm, very vulnerable. We're just, okay, this is what happened today and or yesterday and this is how I'm working through it. And I'm going, talk to the next client. It's like, oh my, they need a variation of this thing <laughs> I just went through. And so it's just, it's allowed me to feel like I can be me because what I'm, I'm learning is helping them. <clears throat> And then I'm Absolutely. still learning on top of that by working with them. It takes it to a whole new level. So when you talk about my writing, I know someday there is going to be a book like I've done before, but it's going to be um, 
life learn lifelong learning at home and things that you can do with the kids and all kinds of things because I want to do that one. So the that was the third one. The fourth one was to be me and beyond, and that talked more about our working together, which we talked, which we were, we were just talking about now. But you were also saying that what helped it was because I mean I can still remember sometimes you would suggest something and I would think the mouth's not even going to say a thing. <laughs> We're just going to let that one pass by because it's, and I'm sure you could tell by my eyes that it was just like total overload. <laughs> but I well, learned that down, maybe a month later or the next week you would, and it's like, but I think about it. I've been thinking about it. And so I, when, by the time you did mention it again, I was ready to attempt it. Yeah, I, ca- I call that planting seeds. You know, I just want to see if you're ready to let that idea grow. So I, I say the idea that I have and and then see what your reaction to it is. Usually within a couple sessions, you were ready to try something new. But my goal was to push you a little bit so that you were making steady progress. And, well, I was and doing you have. Things, doing things more on my own, not just because of what is homework or whatever, but it was just and because I did play the games and stuff. I did. A lot of that was just getting myself up to that point. But then it was like, I'm flowing. And then I had questions for you. And so, and so, and I knew it would fit in where, what are all these things that you're looking at of the focus and whatever, but you were in, but it was happening. And um, the one thing that was hard was, you know, here I'd been an author and, and I had done some chapters in the book during this time, but for me to write an email about my business I mean, all I could see was a jumble of words and they were just bombarding me. And it was just like, how do I say something nicely to them and let, want them to play with me? Come play with me. Well, and we, yeah. And we did a lot of that together. If I remember correctly, we sat down and wrote those emails together. And I said, you know, now go home and tweak it and make it yours. We well, sat down and we wrote a lot of things together. And then I said, you know, now go home, think about it, and then make it yours, you know? And I did. And, and I added to it. Yeah. And just did some other things. And and then sometimes it was just being able to talk about that topic. I wasn't, right. I wasn't, my brain wasn't thinking globally enough to look at some words that I would use for that topic. And, exactly. You know, and, stuff. and so, and then understanding my perception with it and growing out from there. Um, so, now, what was, we have four minutes left. So, what's, what was the last uh, blog? My Bright Future. And that's where I started talking about the fact that I had got the client and then I even did a webinar with my group after I had done the paid event and I didn't, I was afraid to ask, but I asked for clients and we got it and they came on and I have another friend that I had worked with in 2017. She called back and she's bringing her friends. And so I mean, nice. I'm working with people who are, their skill set is international. You know, all these kinds of things. So we're people of all different. Um, yeah, their backgrounds are all different. People, yeah, backgrounds. They're just, each one is so amazing. And it's such a treat for me to be able to work with them. And I went in four months. In the last four months, I've gone from two full-time clients to 11. Yeah, you've definitely made tremendous strides and you seem to be moving faster 
now than you were a year ago. I think you're finally coming to a point where you're really just moving forward and not thinking anything of it anymore. You don't, it doesn't take as much energy for you to do the things you want to do now. You're much more confident. You feel good. And, and I can see it in just the way you hold your shoulders back. I can see it in the way you talk. So, you, you know, when I first met you, you were hunched over. You, you know, you wouldn't make eye contact. So you've come a long way. So um, we're, we're getting to the last couple minutes of the show. Uh, let's go ahead and give your contact information one last time. If you'd like to work with Patty or if you'd like to talk to her about her inspiring experiences, um, feel free to give her a call or text her or email her at... Um, the phone number is 480-628-5972. And please text me so that I know that what it, kind of what it is you want. And then uh, we'll look at a time that we can meet for that to talk. Um, my email? Email is sunblossom, S-U-N-B-L-O-S-S-O-M at cox.net. All right, Patty, thank you so much for sharing your absolutely wonderful and inspiring story with me today and with our listeners. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I'm... um, I'm so thankful for you and executive function coaches. I didn't know they existed, but now, yay! (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that you appreciate the work we did together. I really am. Um, I'm glad that it makes a difference. It makes me feel good because your success truly is my success, and and I appreciate that. So, um, and if you'd like to get in touch with me, my um, phone number is 480-648-1122. You can also email me through my um, website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com to read Patty's uh, blogs. There's five blogs there. Uh, Feel free to contact her if you would like to talk more about those blogs. And um, next week, we are launching Parenting Pulse. It's a new series that we are going to be launching about parenting and all topics, parenting, such as education, ADHD, how to handle behavioral issues. All of that is going to be um, starting next week. If you'd like your questions read during those particular shows, feel free to email me your questions, and we will definitely try to incorporate those into the, um, the show. And... I think that's it, Patty. Do you have any last words you'd like to share with our listeners? Life is beautiful. It's worth the effort we put in to become our best selves. I would agree with you. And I'm really glad to see that you have done everything that you say you recommend to others to do. You are someone that practices what she preaches. And I truly find you as an inspiration an inspiring person. I am so thrilled that I've had the opportunity to work with you. So thank you again for being on the show. And once again, go and read Patty's blogs. They're very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to focus on success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.